Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you, Jason Kong, here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you? Ah, good morning, Jason. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Ready to uh, help some folks today with some asset protection. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, are things going well in your world? We just want to make sure you're good. Well, we're always busy. Uh, you know, anytime there are changes that keeps people. Uh, busy, that's for sure, and we stay pretty busy anyway. But that's okay; that's the way we want it, for sure. Yes, much better uh, than the alternative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Bill, uh, speaking of changes, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about taxes today. Well, I know that there are folks out there that are going, "Oh, I don't want to hear anything about taxes." I just Yuck. finished those. <laughs> yeah, just finished those. I hate taxes. Blah. Well, the the here's the thing. Okay. Folks just finished up doing their taxes, or a lot of folks did, uh, and you have to understand that those taxes were based on the old law, and next year about this time, uh, people are going to have some pretty rude awakenings because the, uh, I mean, fundamentally, the tax system has changed a bunch. And while most people are not going to feel a huge impact, uh, most people will feel an impact. And while there are a lot of folks out there who think that that impact is going to be an improvement, in other words, less tax, truthfully, the group of people that need to be a little more concerned are middle-class taxpayers. <laughs> hmm. You know, the bottom line is is that the uh, middle class is always the group of folks who pay the lion's share of tax in the country. It was true under the old system. It's even more true under the new system because folks who make a ton of money uh, did get some breaks, some huge breaks. Uh, corporations got huge breaks. Uh, certain business owners got some huge breaks. But the bottom line is, is that most of us as middle-class tax taxpayers will may very well see our taxes go up rather than down. It, you know, uh, it's going to work in different ways. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, <laughs> what do people need to be aware of? So then? anyway, for a lot of us, our taxes will go sideways, and it might go up a little, go down mm -hmm. a, a little. Uh, I don't think any middle-class taxpayer is going to see their taxes go down a lot. I mean, they may see a, uh, an adjustment that's a little bit of an improvement, you know, and I'm talking just a few dollars, maybe $100, maybe $200 total for middle-class taxpayers. But there'll be another group of taxpayers in the middle class that see a fairly substantial increase uh, because of certain circumstances or lifestyles um, that change. Um, so anyway, uh, wh what I, I want to talk about, first of all, is the fact that many deductible items are going away. Now, the biggest change for many taxpayers, uh, uh, those who have not itemized in the past and simply taken a standard deduction, which is the majority of people, 
um, are just going to go sideways. They're not going to see a substantial gain or loss uh, in their tax structures. But there are a lot of middle-class folks who actually do itemize for a lot of legitimate reasons. And those folks are going to see, um, may see, a substantial uh, change in their tax structure for the bad. So uh, what are some of the deductions that are going away? Because you have to understand, initially, the, your personal exemptions are going away, but your standard deduction is being doubled. Now, that by itself is a sideways move that uh, for anybody that uh, has been using, um, not itemizing, standard deductions in the past, they will probably see a small reduction in their income tax. But for those folks who have itemized in the past, th these are the middle-class taxpayers that may have a significant change one way or the other. Okay, so what are the deductions that are going away or being significantly limited? Well, uh, the first one uh, is the limitation on um, uh, state and local taxes, um, known as SALT, uh, state and local income tax. Uh, the limitation for that deduction now is $10,000. Now that, um, and so in other words, that would be a deduction that for, for folks who itemized would have been a significant uh, deduction. And while North Carolina is not a super high income tax state like California or New York, and I'm not aware of any local income tax, like a city mm -hmm. income tax uh, in North Carolina, so we're really talking about state income tax. Uh, but truthfully, there are a lot of taxpayers in North Carolina that are clearly middle class that pay more than $10,000 in state income tax. And so uh, to the degree that they're counting on that deduction, uh, that's going to be limited. And so if you hear SALT as a, um, you know, a tax term, uh, that's what they're really talking about, state and local income tax or state and local tax. Um, and, of course, um, that also includes property tax. And so when you include the tax on your home and the tax on your car and the tax uh, on any other personal property you have, but for the most part it's your car and your trailer and, uh, and your home. And so when you add that in, to your income tax. Adds up pretty quick. There are a lot of folks mm -hmm. who um, who are going to be over that $10,000. So that deduction is being significantly curtailed. And, you know, fortunately in North Carolina, we're not a high-income tax state, so it's not totally knifing us in the back. But at the same time, it's a huge difference for many, many people. Okay, yeah. so that's a biggie. Now, one that's not so big that really doesn't affect most of us in middle class is that our um, mortgage 
uh, deduction uh, is uh, limited. Now, most of us don't live in a million-dollar home, and the old law was that you could deduct your mortgage interest on a home of a million dollars or less, but not over a million dollars. Okay, so like I've said, that's not going to affect many middle-class folks. Um, and of course, uh, of course, we don't live in a state where the average cost of housing is up in that stratosphere, although there are a lot of folks who buy those great big mega mansions or mini mansions or mini castles or whatever you want to call it. But um, uh, now, what's the new law? Well, the new law isn't that much different. It's reduced that million dollars down to $750,000. So again, that doesn't capture most of us in the middle class. Um, now, if you have a mortgage that's over 750 and less than a million, you're going to be grandfathered in. But if you get a new mortgage or if you refinance, then uh, you're going to be under the new law, uh, which is capped at $750,000 if you're going to um, be trying to deduct that uh, mortgage interest. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, but a big change that is going to capture uh, many middle-class folks is that the, your deductibility of your equity line of credit uh, is going away completely. Uh, and I have, you know, I have one client uh, who in the past have, has run the numbers, and in his unique situation, he actually does has done better in the past by not having a, a um, an underlying mortgage, but he had an equity line of credit, and that's how he was paying for his real estate uh, at his home. And he he basically said, I'll actually get a better rate by doing that. And uh, But at this point, he's going to have to go and, and finance because he's not going to be able to deduct his equity line anymore. And, of course, most people have an equity line as an emergency fund if they don't have it for any other reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so also, I mean, in my own situation, uh, I got an equity line of credit um, – when we were putting an addition on the house, um, and and then after the addition was finished, uh, I refinanced the house. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, now if I did that, I, I wouldn't be able to deduct the interest for the equity line of credit. Um, so that's a biggie. That's uh, really important. Um, what's another one? Well, this is <laughs> pretty sad, but uh, and you have to understand why are these all these deductions going away. Congress was trying to find the money to uh, fund all of their corporate tax relief uh, that they gave away. And so they ended up taking away these deductions for us in order to fund uh, the corporate tax relief. Um, So what's another biggie? Another biggie, and of course this does affect um, a lot of folks um, because personal disaster loss is going away. Um, And and so if if your uh, home is destroyed by flood or a tornado or a fire uh, and your insurance doesn't pay for it or you're not covered, um, 
th- those uh, losses are no longer deductible. Hmm. Now that is pretty horrible because, you know, if if you have a personal disaster like that, um, it pretty much ruins your life <laughs> in terms of uh, uh, financial. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the only exception to this rule will be in the event um, that the area is declared a national disaster, which is pretty rare. If it's not a national disaster, in other words, it covers lots and lots and lots of people, then your uh, your uh, loss is no longer deductible. And I, I think that one – I mean, there are a bunch in here that I think are just awful that they did – because people who have uh, these kind of losses should be able to uh, – one way they get back on their feet is because they, they get a big tax break uh, because of their loss, right. uh, but no longer. Mm. Uh, I know we need to take a break because we, we're going on and on and on. But when we come back, I want to talk about some of the other uh, losses that we will see uh, for folks because it's important for folks to understand that uh, – there is some good stuff in the new tax law, and there's some really bad stuff in the new tax law. Yep, so we'll get back to some warnings about some itemized deductions that are going away for you next year. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Well, I want to remind you that you can find more about Bill online at wgalaw.com, wgalaw.com. That's also a great place to register in advance for one of Bill's free seminars. We've got one coming up next month. We'll talk a little bit about that later, but Bill, let's continue our discussion here. We're warning folks about some uh, itemized deductions that are going away for uh, next year's taxes. Well, an- another big one that will affect an awful lot of people in this area uh, is the moving expense deduction. You know, we have an awful lot of folks that are moving into this area. Yes, they are. Because it's a wonderful area to live, and, w- and there are jobs here. Uh, and, um, and, and so right now, under the current law, if in other words, now it's too late for those who uh, didn't uh, take it last year. But for those moving into this area this year or for anyone moving more than 50 miles away, like, for instance, if you moved from Raleigh to Charlotte, you could deduct all your moving expenses. Well, under the old law. Under the new law, you can't deduct a penny. Um, So that's a real sad thing because, you know, sometimes people do need to move to improve themselves. That's, you know, that's part of life, unfortunately. Uh, Sometimes you lose a job here and you can't find another one that's equivalent or a better job and you end up having to move in order to find that job. Um, And under the old law, you could deduct those moving expenses, but unfortunately, no longer. Um, And that's true for this year and going on. Now, another biggie, and I I have to admit, I I was wrong um, because I was not aware of the implementation date, but I talked about the big change in alimony. um, And uh, and it is a huge change um, because anyone um, in the future – 
who pays alimony will no longer be able to duck to deduct the alimony payment. Under the current system, uh, if you pay alimony, you deduct that income uh, from your income tax return, and it's and the tax is paid by the recipient of the alimony. To me, that seems like a fair way to do it uh, and appropriate. But under the new law, the person paying the alimony will not be able to deduct it, and nor is it taxable to the recipient. So it's like a, it's free money, it's a gift, uh, if you will, to the recipient under the new law. Uh, now, the, the, the thing that I was not aware of earlier, and I need to let folks know, is that it does not apply uh, to folks who are under current alimony uh, orders or separation agreements. So anybody who has a, a court order or a separation agreement in place, you are grandfathered, thank the Lord. Because yeah, no. earlier I was thinking, well, gee whiz, we're going to have tons of people to have to go back into the court uh, house to to get their orders changed based on this huge change in the law. Well, the, those who are under a current alimony agreement or court order are protected and grandfathered through the end of this year. So anyone who, it, it, frankly, for anyone who's in that situation and the lawyers are bickering back and forth, uh, trying to get an agreement reached, it is extremely important to have that agreement in stone agreed to before the end of this year uh, because uh, any uh, court order or separation agreement that includes alimony uh, will be grandfathered through the end of this year. But January 1, next year, you're going to have the new law where it's not deductible um, anymore to the payer. So that's a biggie. And I'm, I'm glad to know that um, – I'm glad to know that that, that they did give time. Uh, you know, at, at least the court courthouses aren't going to be filled up with folks uh, ch- trying to get their orders changed because of this, and that's that's a good thing. Um, another big one uh, for business people uh, is that uh, business lunches and other entertainment; uh, those deductions are going away. You know, under the old law, you, you basically got a 50% deduction on uh, business meals, uh, but that uh, is no longer going to be deductible. And, I, you know, frankly, I think that's bad because an awful lot of business has been conducted in the past legitimately over lunch yeah. uh, and on the golf course and places like that. I mean, that's um, – um, uh, but the bottom line is Congress had to find places to uh, pay for those corporate tax cuts, and that this is one. And, and so um, business lunch deductions uh, are a thing of the past uh, uh, under the new law as well as entertainment uh, expenses uh, as well. So uh, that's a biggie. Um, and then there are a lot of little things that are no longer deductible. Um, in other words, in the past, companies have been able to subsidize commuting and parking expenses and deduct those um, uh, subsidies that uh, for their employees can't deduct them anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
you, you know, you could even have a subsidy for riding your bicycle to work, uh, <laughs> uh, 20 bucks a month, and that goes away too. Not that that's a biggie, but right. for those who've been riding their bicycles and doing good things for the environment, that unfortunately, that's going away. Um, a, a small one for – well, not not so small for some folks is you, you could – uh, deduct your tax preparation fees uh, either, you know, if you um, uh, bought a tax preparation software, you could deduct it. Or if you went to an accountant or CPA, you could deduct those costs. Mm-hmm. And so um, no longer. That's not a deductible expense anymore. Um, now, uh, there's another one that I'm a little confused about, Um uh, but there's no more deductions for commissions that you pay your agent or manager or even union dues are no longer deductible. Now, that seems a little bit strange to me, but, I mean, clearly I think that was aimed at Hollywood. Right. Uh, but the bottom line is it also affects uh, professional athletes. Mm-hmm. It affects anybody who pays a commission uh, to an agent, uh, to me that that sounds like a pretty reasonable business expense uh, when you have uh, when you employ people to take care of you and you can't deduct that expense anymore. Well, that was clearly aimed at Hollywood. I guess Congress doesn't like Hollywood, but that's um, but that's uh, pretty significant. And, and of course, for those folks, they can no longer deduct um, audition travel expenses or acting lessons, uh, which, you know, whether, you know, obviously that doesn't affect me at all, but at the same time, (laughs) (laughs) it's, uh, um, you know, it's uh, significant. And here's another biggie that will affect folks that have... um, uh, children, uh, particularly those with a bunch of children, because middle class folks are going to see an increase in their tax. What's happened is the child credit uh, has been doubled from a thousand to two, and that's supposed to make up for the uh, loss of the exemption for each child. Uh, but guess what? There are a lot of folks who don't get that child credit. Mm-hmm. And so if you have pretty good income, uh, you won't get the child credit and you've lost your exemption for your children. And so those folks may see a substantial increase in their income tax because of the loss of the personal exemption. So, you know, for folks like that, they could they could see a, a, a negative change in their tax situation by, you know, a few thousand dollars, depending on circumstances. So uh, what I'm trying to do is just to say, to warn folks that um, there's so many changes in this tax law that they, they really need to be careful. Now, for those folks who don't itemize, uh, again, uh, and there'll be a lot more folks who don't itemize under right. the new tax law because they don't get any real benefit out of it. Um, so anyway, I just I, I wanted uh, you know it's always better to know in advance so you can plan for it in terms of and and truthfully, most of us really won't know for sure uh, how these tax laws changes our personal situation until it's because they're so 
I mean, we're all different in terms of what we do and what we deduct and where our income comes in from and what deductions we've had in the past. It's, it's different for everybody. But uh, for, for most of us, we're going to go sideways, and we don't know how far sideways we're going to go until we actually start paying income taxes next year based on the, this new tax code. When we come back, I, I want to talk about another issue that's a biggie under the new tax code, and that's charitable deductions. Um, you, you know, because that's been an area where a lot of folks, uh, particularly in the South, you know, this is the Bible Belt, and and there are a lot of us who believe in tithing to our church, and uh, the new tax law is not going to help us. So. You know, charities are really worried about how the new tax law is going to affect their contributions, and it, and there's a legitimate reason for that, and I wanted to talk about that when we come back. We'll do just that. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. You're listening to News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander on this Saturday morning. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're talking all about some uh, pending tax changes that are coming. We just finished the uh, the, uh, tax season for this year. But next year, Bill, there's some changes that folks need to be aware of. And we've discussed a lot about itemized deductions that are changing, but now we're going to get into some charitable deductions. What's the well, thing that we need to look out for here? Well, I mean, truthfully, uh, for a lot of folks, their taxes are going to go up, uh, and, and that's uh, really sad. Um, and, of course, it affects uh, anyone who is generous in terms of their charitable deductions. Um and folks who give generously to their church and other charities um, are going to find that uh, that charitable deduction uh, doesn't help them significantly anymore. And it's here's here's the reason why most taxpayers are going to find that um, it doesn't help them to itemize anymore. Uh, under the way the new tax code is structured, part of it is to um, is so that uh, more people um, will use the standard deduction. And so anyone who uses the standard deduction will lose their charitable deduction because that's a biggie. In other words, it's not separated out. You just you can't if you're not going to itemize, y- you've lost. So, where does that come in? And I'll give you an example. I, and I just saw a, a wonderful client uh, yesterday, um, and his charitable deduction for last year was over $12,000. That's pretty generous yeah. for, for most folks. Very okay. much so. Well, in the past, he's always itemized, and he had state and local income taxes of about $15,000. 12000 of a charitable deduction. Uh, and then he had, a, you know, a bunch of other deductions. So he had itemized deductions um, of in the neighborhood of uh, 
$8,000 or more. Well, under the old tax code, um, you know, his you know, his generous gifting, his $12,000 of charity, that was wonderful. It actually reduced his income tax significantly because he was able to itemize. Well, here's the problem. Now his state and local income tax has limited from fifteen down to 10000 and he's lost some of the other deductions that he could take. And so now, uh, for he and his wife, uh, when he adds up all of the deductions that he can take this year based on last year's income tax return, he's right around $24,000. Well, guess what? That's what the new standard deduction rate is. So the bottom line is he will take the standard deduction next year because it doesn't do him any good to itemize. And when you take the standard deduction, you don't have to worry about any kind of audit when it comes to any of the deductions that you've uh, taken. Um, And so guess what? He's just lost his charitable deduction completely. So he gets no benefit tax-wise for his generosity to charities. That's sad from my perspective. So now, you know, truthfully, um, uh, most of us who give to our churches don't give it because of the charitable deduction. Right. And hopefully that's true for most of the charities. However, it does make it a lot easier to know that we're getting a tax break for our generosity. Uh, and for an awful lot of folks, because we will not get that deduction anymore, guess what? That means that we have less money to give because if we make those gifts and we don't get any break for it, we have less money at the end of the year uh, for our uh, living expenses. So the bottom line is it it truly means that um, for those of us who don't have unlimited means (laughs) – which is almost all All of us – (laughs) – that it's going to be harder – to be as generous as what we have been in the past. And that's why uh, charities are going to be suffering, uh, I think. I mean, because I cannot imagine that that money, um, it's it's not going to go up for sure. And so the charities are going to have to tighten their belts because people are not going to be able to give as much money because our tax code... Uh, has changed um, that is anti-charity. If you get right down to it, it's sort of like we don't care. We want to give the breaks to corporations, uh, and we're going to take it away from charities in order to do it. I mean, that's really what you're getting down to, which is a real real sad. But, uh, you know, a lot of folks don't understand why it's the way it is. And and certainly the tax code does not prevent us from giving, but we don't have the tax incentive to do it anymore. Yep. That's something that, as you said, some people need to be aware of, and that's going to be a big change for the folks who are running charities and something that everyone's going to have to keep an eye on. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with more with Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF.
Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and want to remind you that you can find more about Bill at WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com. And you can also register for one of Bill's free seminars. We've got one coming up next month that is on May 9th, Wednesday, May 9th. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that next week. But WGA law.com is the place to go if you want to register in advance for that. And Bill, uh, sort of on the subject of uh, the seminars, one of the topics that you, you talk about there, obviously, is is long-term care. And uh, we wanted to kind of get into some of the myths and uh, misconceptions with long-term care. Uh, well, a lot of folks don't even, you know, if they're not right in the middle of it, they don't even know what we're talking about mm-hmm. when we say long-term care. Um, and, and truthfully, um, you, you know, what we do at W.G. Alexander and Associates in my law firm uh, has a lot. I mean, we help with asset protection. Obviously, we're known for that across the state. Um, but uh, truthfully, we save middle-class families from financial ruin due to the outrageous cost of long-term care, i.e. nursing facility care or assisted living care or home care. You know, uh, and and unfortunately, th- that's the thing that scares so many seniors because they know that they really don't have. You know, they've worked hard all their lives. They've paid their bills. They own their home. They have a nest egg, and it's enough to get through life if they don't have a long-term care crisis. But. Folks know that more than half of us will have a significant long-term care crisis, and by crisis, I mean we can't afford it. Right. You know, it costs us, you know, five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month. We don't have that much income, uh, and so the bottom and our nest egg will run out within a year or. For most people, less than a year, but for a lot of folks, if we just privately pay for that care without any kind of help, um, we'll run out of money in two or three years. And and that means that if there's a spouse at home, that her life is or his life is ruined as well because there's no money for the rest of their life or not enough. And so it's scary. It's That's what it's all about. So that's you know why our law firm exists is to help people in that circumstance and to protect their assets at the same time so that the community the spouse at home uh, knows that there's plenty of money for uh, to live on for the rest of their life uh, and to get the assistance that they need well that's what our seminar is about and it's it's a really uh, good hour and a half or two hours of educating people on what what the truth is. In other words, this is the way it works. Uh, these are the rules. This is how you can use the rules to your uh, family's benefit. And there are a bunch of misconceptions out there as it relates um, to uh, benefits. Um, one of the uh, biggest uh, uh, misconceptions is that you have to give away all your property uh, five years ahead of time in order to get seek assistance because people have heard about the five-year look-back mm-hmm. rule. 
and that's just not true. I mean, you, you there are a lot of ways that you can uh, find eligibility uh, within a month or two of when you need the care if you seek guidance. And, of course, again, that's what our law firm does, and that's how we can help folks. Um, so the bottom line is is that while the five-year look-back rule is important to understand, but see, most people don't understand what that rule is or how it works. And there are professionals out there who tell folks, oh, the only way that you can avoid that is to put all your property in an irrevocable trust five years before you need it. Uh, and then all your property is protected. Or the alternative is you need to give all your property away to your children five years before you need any, any type of assistance. Well, that's baloney. I mean, just hardcore baloney, not true. And giving your property away into the wrong kind of trust or giving it to your children can result in tax burdens that folks have never thought about, you know. Um, truthfully, there are some tax incentives in the law that benefit um, the children by inheriting it or by receiving it through a trust that's properly structured so that they get what's called the step-up in income tax basis so that if they have if they enjoy highly appreciated property from their parents or grandparents, that uh, they end up with the ability to sell the property and pay no income tax when they sell the property. But if you give your property away the wrong way, which is what most people do, then that highly appreciated property is going to be taxed at a high capital gain uh, plus state income tax. Um, and for most folks, you're, uh, the, you'll have 20% federal capital gains tax and then your state income tax on top of that, which is normally going to be 5 or 6% or so uh, for most people. And so, you know, you're, um, you know if you have $100,000 of capital gain, that's going to be about $25,000 of income tax that the children have to pay that you weren't. You know, you were trying to help the children, and right. you were trying to help yourself, and you basically screwed your family by doing the planning the wrong way. So that is a big myth that folks uh, really don't understand. So, And it's completely wrong for folks to say you have to transfer your property. And my clients, I mean, first of all, you never know when this is going to happen. You could you can make these transfers, and this has happened a lot, where you make these transfers because some person has told you that you have to do it five years in advance, and then three years later, tragedy strikes, right. and the bottom line is you can't get any assistance for two years. Now, under that rule, now, again, we can save those folks typically uh, under most circumstances, but, you know, bad advice is bad advice, and that's really sad uh, for folks when uh, they get pushed into that. My clients would prefer to have control of their property, not giving it away to their kids and not necessarily using the trust or the wrong kind of trust uh, in advance. Uh, and then, uh, you know, if a crisis occurs, do the planning then and do it well and and uh, get the assistance that's available 
to you. I mean, to me, that is so much better than trying to do it uh, too far in advance. People like to have control. Control is just as important to folks as asset protection, right. and you need to respect that. That's a big, big part of it. Um, another a biggie that's a misconception that's pushed by a lot of folks, particularly for our veterans. And, of course, you know, as a veteran, you know, veterans are near and dear to my heart. Um, but a lot of veterans need assistance with long-term care. And the VA has a benefit for war period veterans, people who served in the military during a time of war. And so most of our veterans that fall into that category today served in either the time of the Korean uh, conflict or Vietnam. Uh, Now, we still have a few World War II veterans or widows of World War II veterans um, and Korea as well. Uh, where there's a potential long-term care benefit. And there are advisors out there that say, oh, you got to put all your property into a, an annuity uh, in order to make the property non-countable in order to be eligible for VA. Well, truthfully, that may be true for a small percentage that that's actually a good thing to do, but it's actually bad planning in most cases. Um, so, but you know, if you only have one hammer and nail, and that's the annuity, then that's what you're going to push, even if it's the wrong uh, option for most people. And the, and that's a real, that's another one that we <laughs> wish we could make sure that people knew. But if you're getting your advice from the wrong person, then you might that might be the only solution that you're receiving. And and that's unfortunate when that kind of thing happens. But that's why this. The seminar is so important because you learn these misconceptions, these half-truths, and sometimes it's just bold-faced lies, uh, you know, where people are pushing things on you that, that you need to know about. Yeah, these are incredibly difficult waters to navigate, and to have a resource like this that is available free to people is great. And you can uh, find out more and register in advance for Bill's next seminar. You can go online to WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com, and you can register in advance for the next seminar, which is free, happening on May 9th. And we'll be talking plenty more about that next week. And uh, anytime, you can also set up an appointment with Bill by calling his office at 919 919- 919-256-7000. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. I want to remind you that you can catch Bill tomorrow morning and every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. on the CW22 with his TV show, Money Secrets. And, Bill, you've also got a book out. People are just we do. You're everywhere, Bill. <laughs> well, uh, it was a pleasure uh, writing the book, and, and it's actually a pretty good book that's helpful to folks. It's available on Amazon even. Uh, at this point. So if, if folks are interested in that, I think that would be good. Uh, of course, we you know we have our TV show Money Secrets on Sunday mornings as well. 
uh, and we would encourage folks to watch that. Uh, that has a little different uh, spin uh, on money than asset protection, but my portion of it, I, I try to steer it towards asset protection and a, a very conservative risk tolerance in terms of money and what to do with it. Uh, that's Well, that's just me. Uh, but I think that the way I think about money is, is the way most seniors should think about money in terms of uh, – because uh, for us who are um, in, in my age category uh, – now, I'm not retired, so I'm not on a fixed income yet, but at, I'm old enough to retire. <laughs> so not that I plan to because I don't. I love what I do. Uh, but my my risk tolerance should be completely different from yours as a young man with a young family, and just you know, it's just a totally different perspective that we should have. Yeah, that's Money Secrets tomorrow morning on the CW twenty two at eight a.m. and uh, you can look for Money Secrets with Bill and Mike, the book available on Amazon. We are out of time on behalf of Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll join us again next week for Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio six. WPTF. Have a great weekend.